The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the Early Edge, powered by Sportsline, because this is your college football playoff and New Year's Six preview special. You see that man right there? That's Emory Hunt. You see that man right there? That's EC Eric Cohen. I'm Chip Patterson, and we are going to, over the next, you know, 30, 45 minutes, be breaking down every single one of the New Year's Six and college football playoff games. We've got best bets. We've got preview angles. We spend all season diving in on these teams, and now we get to finally, finally cash in when it counts the most. So let's get right into it. We are going to begin with Friday night, gentlemen, at the Cotton Bowl because it's our first New Year's Six bowl game. And, ooh, baby, we've got a little bit of line movement because Ohio State, they got on the plane. They were one-point favorite. They got off the plane. And what was that I see with my eyes here? Oh, I didn't think that they were going to play. Oh, oh, I didn't think that they were going to play. Eric Cohen, talk to me right now. Uh, what's your best bet for this game? Yeah, Chip, I'll tell you what. I absolutely love the Buckeyes here. I know the line, when I got it on the Sportsline site, it was minus one. Now it's up to minus three. Listen, this is Devin Brown's audition for a team. You know, if a lot of the pieces return next year, they could be preseason number one, number two. We'll see what your rankings look like after the year. We don't know who's opting out for OSU. I would assume Marvin Harrison uh, is gone, but everybody else seems like they're coming back. Listen, this defense only gave up 11 points per game this season. They were top four in all major categories. Now, in Ryan Day's tenure, OSU has lost to Clemson in the CFP, Alabama in the Natty, Oregon at home. That was a bad one. Georgia and then Michigan three times. I'd be surprised if he loses to this iteration of Missouri who didn't have a big win outside of Columbia. So, Chip, I'm going Ohio State 24, Missouri 20. We're covering that line. I liked it better at minus one, but I'll still play it at minus three. But, Emery, this is not this is not your father's Missouri. I mean, Eli Drinkwitz has gotten this roster and he's gotten this team to a place where they're having one of their most successful seasons since Gary Pinkle was leading them to division titles in the early SEC era. How are you looking at this one? What's your best bet for the game? You know, it's funny. I feel like this turnaround for Missouri started last year against Arkansas. Once they beat Arkansas, then you saw a different vibe with this team. They carried it over into this year. And I just like the way they play ball because I've been a big fan of Brady Cook and how he throws the football. You you talk about the tailback Schrader and what he has been able to do Uh, this season. He's much better this season than he was last year when he got acclimated to big-time Power 5 football. And this defense is opportunistic, and they're facing an inexperienced quarterback. I like Missouri to win straight up because when you factor in guys that are still playing for Missouri, facing a team that everyone puts in the top four, and this is a brand name, 
this is a chance to show people, hey, hey, we're Missouri. Coming into next year, we're gonna have some some uh some smoke with us. So I like Missouri to go out here and win straight up. This is the thing about these bowl games. Got to find out who really wants it a little bit more. I think Missouri fits that uh, MO to a T here. So I'm going with the Tigers. I mean, look, there is – when we look back at bowl game results, no one actually has in their mind who opted out. So Marvin Harrison Jr. or no Marvin Harrison Jr. If Missouri's got a bowl win over the Ohio State University, then all of a sudden you're going to be a little excited about it. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Give me the Buckeyes. I'm going to take all those points. So uh, I think that the worst thing for Ryan Day, like we want to talk about motivation, the worst thing for Ryan Day would be to follow up losing to Michigan, a team that irks Ohio State fans whenever they take a loss to, to losing to a Missouri program that Ohio State fans think they are better than. They think they have more championships. They think that they should always beat Missouri. They look down at this former Big 12 program, and for them to be able to uh, win this game by any margin I think is important. Uh, I do think that it has been notable. Some of the players who appear, like they're going to get out there and suit up. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm with EC on this one. <clears throat> I'm going to take the Buckeyes, and I'll lay the three points again. This is a Friday night game for the Cotton Bowl, uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Yes, EC. Yeah, Chip, so here's a question. You mentioned about Ryan Day, and I think that's a great point. If they were to lose this game, what are the odds that Ryan Day sniffs around NFL jobs? I think that the odds are that Ryan Day's camp has open ears. Emery, would you agree with that? Oh, especially when you think about in Chicago, maybe there's an OC change. Would you go from being a college head coach to – and NFL OC if you get to work with a guy that you've had success with. So there's definitely opportunities. Uh, even in Carolina, there's opportunities. So, yeah, if he loses this ball game, definitely something that uh, you should keep your eye on. Well, like yeah, Ryan, about Ryan Day needs to maintain leverage. Like right. Ryan Day needs to maintain leverage against an Ohio State administration that – you know, may or may not be hearing from the fringiest. Because when, when we had the conversation the first time that it was like, hey, is – are Ohio State fans mad with Ryan Day? The logical, sensible response is, look at how many games this man has won, a lot, and look how many games this man has lost, a few. It is absurd to think that this guy has any kind of hot seat. And while he does not have a hot seat, he has real job pressure that is not in line with his win-loss record and is totally tied to three straight losses to Michigan. When you are in that position, if you feel underappreciated, hell yeah, you listen to the NFL because that at least gives you that uh, good landing spot or at a minimum some leverage in the situation. All right, Chip, so you come up with the preseason top 25s like in right after the national championship game, right? Correct. So right now, assuming Ohio State brings back who you would think they would bring back, they win this game, Where, what range would you have them in? Would you have them top three next year with Devin Brown as their starting quarterback or a little bit lower? <clears throat> no, 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 no. No lower than six. I think okay. that uh, I think Ohio State, based on year over year talent, they recruit. You know, it's it's Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, like those three programs, based on the way that they stack talented classes. And it's another reason why, even if there are opt outs, I mean, Emory can tell you about Carnell Tate, like or Brandon Ennis, or like any of these like young studs that have just been waiting to get after it, uh, who I think could make an appearance in this bowl game. Um, so I keep it on Will Howard, uh, the former Kansas State quarterback who I think could be Ohio State, Miami, or NFL at this point. So uh, that would be another one that could change up the calculus. But Devin Brown could be good. We'll see.
All right, <clears throat> let's turn our attention to Saturday. Uh, this will be Saturday, December 30th, getting things started in the Peach Bowl. Uh, noon kickoff, a little bit of an early start for what's a banger of a matchup, Ole Miss and Penn State. You know, if you were to take a team in terms of how good they were this season and then also how much availability they have in terms of not having as many opt-outs, Ole Miss and Penn State might be the best combination, right? The teams are good. It looks like our availability reports are pretty strong. Emory, when you're looking at Ole Miss and Penn State, uh, spread around four and a half over under 48 and a half. How are you going to play this game? Landing with Penn State. For me, it's about O-line, D-line play. And that's where Penn State has won and will win this ball game, in my opinion. You talk about a team that's dominant on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Now, granted, you have to worry about if they're going to open up the playbook. Are they going to let Drew Aller throw the football all over the yard? But what we do know about them. They can line up and run downhill against anybody they face. And that's going to be how they're going to slow this pace down, keep Ole Miss offense off the field and force him into a one-dimensional mode. I just like the way Penn State plays team defense and an offense. They have enough, uh, in my opinion, to play a one-dimensional game. Take your timely shots downfield. I think they could win this one in cover as well. EC? All right, so this one I'm going to put – I got a couple of leans here, Chip. I'm going Penn State with the four-and-a-half, though, not all that confident and under 48-and-a-half. So James Franklin, as we know, is an expert in covering games that don't mean a whole lot. He's, uh, they're they're 4-0-1 against the spread in their last five bowl games. And 16-4-1 is a favorite in the last two years. Listen, they were 9-1 against the spread this season against teams not named Ohio State or Michigan. They know how to beat not great teams. Now, Ole Miss is pretty good. Don't get me wrong. But I expect Penn State somehow to slow this game down and avoid getting into a shootout because if so, Lane Kiffin's getting a W. I, once again, I am not confident in this pick. I'm not going to hammer it. I'm not going to throw my house on it. Penn State 23, Ole Miss 17, Chip. Oh, I got way more confidence. The line's too little. Let's go. All right, we're going buckle up over two words, kitchen sink. That's what Lane Kiffin is throwing at this Penn State defense, which did just lose defensive coordinator Manny Diaz. How do you get uh, on the other side of a defensive pass rush, which won't have Chop Robinson? You figure out ways to get that counter, right? You get them to send the blitz. You hit the wide open play. I trust Lane Kiffin to be able to dial up enough and, while I've been looking, ooh, Walter Nolan, yeah, he's coming to uh, Ole Miss next year. Ooh, Princely's coming next year. I mean, right now the Rebs are killing it in the transfer portal to address the defense because the defense on the low was a little bit suspect this year. I think that you the better teams, I mean, hello, look at the LSU game, the better teams are really able to cook this, this Ole Miss defense. And so when I've got the combination of Lane Kiffin and what he's trying to do to scheme up those good counters against a very, very good Penn State defense that won't have its defensive coordinator or star pass rusher, and I combine it with an Ole Miss defense that I don't totally trust, Plus, we're indoors. I mean, Peach Bowl can be a little bit of a fast track. Doesn't matter when you kick off that game. You can get out there and score some touchdowns pretty quickly. I see this one being anything under 50. Uh, I'm going to be looking at, at jumping on the over. So I know you said it's just a lean. I'm not going to hit my Mortal Kombat fight button right here. But I at least uh, I, I will state that I, I think that we're going to see a lot more uh, in terms of offense than what this line suggests. And also, Penn State, offense was kind of putrid against good teams. But you make the change at offensive coordinator. You got to come into this bowl game. You had 15 practices. You got to build up confidence in Drew Aller. So this might be a good opportunity for them to do that. Yeah, but is Drew Aller really that good? That's what I, when I watch Drew Aller in big games against real teams, no offense to most of the Big Ten, um, he wasn't very good. I mean, is Drew Aller, you know, the next 
maybe Will Levis where he takes a step forward as he gets older? Or are we talking another, I don't know, bust as a quarterback? I just, just a thought. Emery, what's your read on that? I think it's tied to the offensive coordinator because when he got into that game last year against Purdue, it took, what, two throws to be like, why is he not playing over Clifford, Clifford. right? Yeah. And so we saw that guy last year, and this guy was playing, you know, 1997 football, right? Just they they wouldn't allow him to throw the ball a lot. So I think you got to let him get in there and just air it out. He has a big arm, let him showcase it. You have receivers that can go out there and go get it. Uh, so take your chances in it. You know, so if we hadn't seen him against Purdue last season, I'd agree with you, Eric. But, man, like we saw something there. And we just didn't see the offense go lean into it this season. That's why everybody was high on Penn State coming to the year because based on what we saw glimpses of in 2022, I don't know what happened in terms of them closing the playbook up um, in 2023. So, yeah, I think they can go out. He's pretty good. Hopefully this is a showcase because Penn State, Ole Miss, uh, you know, the two teams we just talked about, Missouri and Ohio State, well, Ohio State mostly, these are schools that still do a great job of recruiting high school talent. So this is a showcase for these top 200 guys that are going to try to get in, in tow at the next signing day in February. All right, Emory, I have a question. This I want to do a, a, just very quickly a, a Penn State recent quarterback draft just based on college. Rank them one to four as far as how you evaluate them. Hackenberg, Trace McSorley, Sean Clifford, Drew Aller in terms of college talent. How would you draft those four? I'd probably go Aller at two, McSorley one, and then uh, – uh, Clifford and then Hackenberg. Okay. Moxie McSorley will have a place in my heart forever. That man could cook. Not the most physically impressive, but man, he had Moxie. Shout out to Trace McSorley out there. All right. You see that little logo in the corner. We are powered by BetMGM, and BetMGM has all the action for every sports fan. New BetMGM customers can sign up today and get a free get a first bet offer up to $1,500. I'll say that again. New BetMGM customers can sign up today and get a first bet offer up to $1,500. And if your first bet loses, you will receive, I kid you not, up to $1,500 in bonus bets with the bonus code EDGE1500. That's EDGE1500, and you get a first bet offer up to $1,500. If your first bet loses, you get up to $1,500 in bonus bets with Coach EDGE1500 from BetMGM. Well, coming up on the other side, we got to keep this thing rolling. We actually do have a lot of opt-outs to talk about in the Orange Bowl. A lopsided spread in that Fiesta Bowl between Liberty and Oregon. A clash of styles. And, of course, our college football playoff matchups. All that and more. Next. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Back here on the Early Edge College Football, College Football Playoff New Year's Six Preview Show. Woo! I don't know if you, you gentlemen have seen depth charts. You know, like the depth charts get released, uh, you know, a little bit before you know the game is. And in the in the Orange Bowl, I was I got my release from uh, from Florida State University. I don't see Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson. Uh, <laughs> I can't look, look. I kid you not. We've got wide receivers listed at running backs. We've got multiple true freshmen. We've got two walk-ons as the backup at the quarterback because Tate Rodemaker's not going to play either. No Jaheim Bell at tight end. Interestingly enough, as of right now, still see Braden Fisk, the very talented defensive lineman transfer from Western Michigan. Had a good season. See him out there. Looks like Kalen Deloach is still on there, but no Akeem Dent. Two other starters in the secondary. Meanwhile... The only thing that we're missing as of right now for Georgia is Brock Bowers and Amarius Mims, two players. The Mims banged up in the SEC championship game. Bowers obviously you know, probably came back a little bit early from that injury. So, I mean, this thing was 16 and a half. Now it's 19 and a half. Emory, let's get started. What are we doing with Georgia and Florida State as a best bet in this very, very odd orange bowl uh, between the Bulldogs and the Seminoles? I kind of like Florida State's silent protest with all these guys opting out uh, because they didn't get into the postseason. Just like, you know what? We're going to ruin your viewing experience. We're going to make this a sloppy-looking game because a lot of our guys are not going to play. And you have to lay these points with Georgia. And it's, it's unfortunate because they were in a no-win situation. Had they gone out there and lost to Georgia, you know, in a close game, people will say, well, see, this is why they wasn't one of the top four. Now they go out there and going to go lose to Georgia. Well, see, this is why they're not in the top four. So it was a no-win situation for Florida State. I, I just, I'm, I'm at the age now where I, I have to say I'm, you know, I don't understand a lot of the opt-outs. And I, I get the, the key guys opting out, but the transfer portal is a weird spot where guys are opting out. And now it has ruined the whole bowl experience. Um, so obviously there need to be some changes there. But for the sake of this, this uh, point spread, there's no way I'm taking Florida State to cover uh, against Georgia, who's 90% at where they're going to be, and especially up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, ladies' points with Georgia. EC, what are we doing? Chip, I, I'll be honest. You know I'm an action junkie. If there's a game on, I want to bet it. We got Tulane, Virginia Tech on. You know I got something on. You can't bet this game. You just can't. I, I'm going to. I'm sorry, but there's just too much going on here. I'm staying away. If I had to put a lean on it, which of course I'm doing, going the under 44 and a half, because I don't know how Florida State's going to score. I mean, do the Bulldogs care to be here after being left out of the CFP, even though they were definitely one of the best four teams? And Florida State deserved to be in the final four. Do they play with a chip on their shoulder or does it really matter? I mean, I guess if they win this, they could put up a UCF national champs banner, kind of like the the Golden, you know, or like the Knights did. I, I don't know. Nonetheless, how's Florida State going to move the ball against a defense full of four and five star backups? 
They're not. Uh, this game's just not bettable. I'll stay far away. I can't believe I'm actually giving Florida State points, but I'll say Georgia 24, Florida State 10. That, by the way, would be a team total under. But look, I, I've got nine different ways to play this. We go Georgia, we lay the points. And we don't worry about that under. We go Georgia team total over, too. Okay? We're going to keep throwing it out there. And I might even jump in live and keep firing on Georgia time and time again. Because this is a game where something comes to mind. The standard is the standard. Because we're looking at all these opt-outs, and one of them, fifth spot university, they've got everybody crying and opting out. You know who doesn't? Georgia. Because they are going to show up and they're going to remind you who they are. Tough break. Our left tackle goes down in the SEC championship game against one of the best defenses in the entire country. We lose, you know, a couple bad calls don't go our way. But you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to pout about it. We're not going to cry about it. Carson Beck's going to be playing in this game. Uh, the Dumas Johnson's going to be playing in this game. I was looking at the defense and, and it's funny. They don't have enough draft eligible players. Some of the nastiest players on this Georgia defense are not draft eligible yet, and they're coming out here looking to make a statement. I think Georgia wipes the floor with the Seminoles in this game. I'll lay the big number. I also like the Georgia team total over. I have no idea what um, you know Florida State's going to be able to do in terms of trying to score in this game, but uh, I think that Georgia, I mean, 38 nothing. Like I, I think we are talking about the kind of game where start to finish, Georgia just really reminds us all what kind of football that they're playing there in Athens. Uh, big time, big time statement. Uh, I think for the Bulldogs, they handled these this odd situation better than the boys in Tallahassee. Yeah, but but wait a second though, Chip and and Emory, as a former player, like if you're Florida State, you got left out of the CFP. You're in the you know you should have been in the Final Four. You're not. Do you play with a chip on your shoulder to those guys who are talented enough? I mean, we're not talking like, you know, my U of A backups here who are not, you know, who are two and maybe three stars. You're talking four, three, high, high three, four stars for Florida State. Do those guys come out with a chip on their shoulder and say, hey, we have something to play for. We're going to keep this game close. We're going to show you we belong. Listen, here's, and it's, it's a great question because I know what's probably going on in that locker room. Like, man, you know, it sucks that, you know, Keon is gonna, not going to play. Uh, you know, guys transferring out and, you know, they, they didn't put us in the playoffs. And then like two seconds, they're like, yo, mom's starting this week. Like, I, I, I can't wait. I mean, so those backups are excited as hell. Like those walk-ons are excited as hell. Everyone gets bumped up the depth chart. And this is a game where you can show you show up and show out and it helps springboard into next year. So yeah, they're going to be amped. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to play. Unfortunately, they just don't have the depth. And that's where this game is going to look like a power five versus a G five program um, where, yeah, they'll compete initially in the first quarter, but then that depth starts to kick in. And that's where Georgia at full strength is going to slowly start to pull away. I also like the over in that game too, because of that reason, we'll see Florida state probably get 10, 13 points, but Georgia is going to continue to roll that ball downhill as that depth starts to wane because there's no depth now with, uh, Florida State. There's another game that we're going to talk about later that has very little depth in uh, with, with these guys opting out. So yeah, they'll they'll be motivated. And guys are guys going to you know show remorse in in public, but privately they're they're watching you know amply highlights and all that stuff, like trying to get ready to go because they know this is my time to shine now. So yeah, I'm excited to see how those guys are going to play for the first quarter when it's competitive. But after that, yeah, it's not going to be fun to watch.
Yeah, it, we got to remember that this is where modern roster construction has the other side. Florida State built itself into a championship contender with the transfer portal, not because they've had year over year of top signing classes. So there's a reason why Mike Norvell has to go in and get 15 to 20 guys in each of the last two off seasons. It's because he feels like the guys that he had weren't going to be able to compete at that championship level. So <clears throat> good luck to Florida State. All right. We've got a uh, New Year's Day, kind of an early kickoff, 11 a.m. local time for the Fiesta Bowl. EC is too early, right? Can't play the Fiesta yeah. Bowl at 11 a.m. Chip, Chip, I have tickets. Uh, I've been to, I go to the Fiesta Bowl every year. You know, they make you buy tickets for this year. At, so you pay the same price for the quarterfinal and the semifinal the next two years. So I, I don't get, you know, the, the free tickets. I don't get the free press box, you know, stuff. So I'll tell you what, I will be there for this one. I, I got to admit, I mean, good for Liberty, but I, I didn't pay all this money to go see Liberty. I do have lower deck hey, tickets. That's that disrespectful. Year. Disrespectful to the pride of Lynchburg, Virginia. Come on now. Chip, come on. I, if you Would you want to pay hundreds of dollars to watch a complete mismatch? No. I'll be there, but do I want to see it? No. I'm playing the overline. I, I tell you, I, I don't see how Oregon doesn't score every time they, they have the ball. You know, I once said, Chip, I don't know if you remember this on a regular season show, give me liberty or give me death. Uh, not this time. Uh, I, I don't want to die. Uh, listen, one team averaged 44 this season, the other one 41. So we're going to have points in this game. Oh, listen, liberty's been a nice story, but how are they going to slow down the Bo Nix led offense? They gave up 25, 28, and 35 in their last three against UMass, UTEP, and New Mexico State. If Oregon actually cares, literally they're going to score every time. Actually, but Liberty can can backdoor cover here, so be careful to spread. I'm staying away from that. Also, the winning team in the Fiesta Bowl has scored 35 or more in 10 of their last 13 games. They had 34 in one of those games as well. So usually a high-scoring game. Give me Oregon 49, Liberty 35. Emery, what you doing with that one? I'm taking Oregon, and I'm, I'm a, it's bittersweet watching these games now because Liberty can score. Keaton Salter is going to be a, a pro prospect that we'll talk about next year. Outstanding quarterback. He's fun to watch. He can do a lot of things from a dual threat perspective. The problem is Liberty is going to score points. They're going to have a really good game uh, against Oregon. And then immediately following the game, everybody's going to be in the portal, right? The whole team is going to jump in the portal because, hey, man, we did this against Oregon. I should be playing somewhere else, right? Instead of being where your feet are. And that's the problem I have with today's uh, game. But I do like Oregon because they at least have defense. Liberty can't stop anybody on defense. And it's going to go up and down the field until Oregon starts to tighten up a little bit defensively. And that's when we'll start to see that point spread just continue to expand and they'll be able to cover. Yeah, I'm right there with you with the Ducks. This is all about leadership. You know, when you see so many key players for Oregon saying opting in and saying we want to be a part of this game, that is going to set the tone for your 15 bowl practices. That's going to make sure your mindset is there. You can get in trouble. You can get in trouble on a bowl trip to Glendale, all right? So you got to make sure your senior leader, yeah, you yeah, listen. Listen, I I talked to some former players that talked about how the Fiesta Bowl could get a little dicey. If your if your leader if your leadership in that locker room has you uh, has you focused, then you can avoid you know that that night out right before uh, especially that coming from up. Liberty, you know yeah. it can be a problem out there. <laughs> hey, Old Town Scottsdale is nice. Don't get me wrong, but I mean they got this live for Liberty. This is this is their school. I mean this is the biggest football game they're probably ever going to play in their lives, unless they go to the NFL, right? 
Like these guys are, are never playing in, in a game like this again. That's why I think they're going to show up. And we usually see the G5 teams show up for the most part. I mean, you think UCF the other year against Auburn where everybody thought they would get wiped out. I, I think Liberty, as Emory said, they can score early and often. Just can they defend? Yeah, it's going to be tough along the lines of scrimmage. I am also on the Ducks. Okay, um, I'm, you're going to need some Dramamine, and not just because it's New Year's Day and you might not be feeling well, because I'm going to ask you to put up two screens, all right? On one side, we're going to have the lightning-fast Oregon and Liberty, and in the other side, we're going to have Iowa and Tennessee, okay? Just imagine that football whiplash, because these two totals are 30 points apart. College football is beautiful because there will be two games on New Year's Day. One of them has a total of 67 and a half. One of them has a total of 35 and a half. This line was up at eight and a half. And Emory, this is interesting to me. Uh, it was at eight and a half. It's dropped to six and a half as we gather. And the major news development that I see is that it is actually something that Tennessee fans have been asking for, which of course is... Nico, who, who's got it? Do you have it? Iamala, hold on. Iamaleava? Iamaleava. I, I can't, I can't, I heard it and now I butchered it. But listen, the way they talked about this dude since, you know, throwing in pajamas at 707, I'm excited to see it. Like, I, he better come out and go 30 for 30. We better see T Martin versus South Carolina in this ball game. You know, I'm excited to see it because he's supposed to be the future. And I like that this is an element of bowl season where you can play your freshman and not lose that red shirt. So I think based off his talent, based off the high school film I watched of him, based off the hype, I think they'll do fine. And again, it doesn't you could beat Iowa 10 nothing and cover, right? Or seven nothing now that the spread has dropped to six and a half. So I love Tennessee here. I think we can see Tennessee get seven points uh, against Iowa, and Iowa stay at zero. <laughs> Iowa's offense is is not good at all, and that's putting it nicely. So Tennessee's defense can really puff his chest out and say, look, we shut down Iowa. Because to your point earlier, Chip, in the box scores three decades from now, it'll say Tennessee blanks Iowa in the bowl game. No one's going to remember Iowa's offense average 0.3 points a game. So, yes. Ladies points with Tennessee. Ia Maleava. Ia Maleava. Ia Maleava. Ia Maleava. We're getting you set that's for the 2024 season. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. It's not bad. All right. Um, EC, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, listen, you guys can agree with me on this one. I think I was the worst 10 win team in the history of college football. I don't think, can anybody disagree with that? Uh, they're awful. With that said, does Tennessee really care about this game? You know, they had a lot higher hopes than to end up in whatever this iteration of, I think this is the Outback Bowl, right? It used to be the Outback Bowl. Or... It's the Citrus Bowl. The ReliaQuest oh. is the old Outback. So the okay, battle yeah. for Bloomin' Onion and Coconut Shrimp, because remember, nothing says Big Ten like Coconut Shrimp. Thank uh, you. you know, that's the, right. The yeah. Big Ten yeah. was the Coconut yeah. Shrimp. SEC was the Bloomin' Onion, and that's why we all got Bloomin' Onions. Yeah, the Outback Bowl is now the ReliaQuest Bowl. I rely yeah, I, I, I can never keep my Florida Bowl game sponsors together. I do know the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I do love NC State, by the way. Uh, I know we're not talking about that. All right, Iowa has won four of their last five bowls. And last year, don't forget, they shut out an SEC team 21-zip. This is Kentucky, but it is what it is. And they are 4-0-1 against the spread in those in those five bowl games. Tennessee this year, 0-3 straight up against ranked teams. They're only averaging 12.3 points a game. 
I probably should have bet the under, but sadly, I'm going to take Iowa with the points, Tennessee 17, Iowa 13. I am not a fan of body shaming, but I will admit that if you follow our work on the Cover 3 podcast, you've been well aware of Fat Joe Milton, a.k.a. Uh, Deacon Hill. Um, you know, Fat Joe Milton, of course, being that he's got the same huge arm, lack of accuracy, but if everything's dialed in, then it might work out. I'm very sad we don't get to see Joe Milton against Fat Joe Milton, but I think Deacon Hill's going to pull my pants in, and we're just going to be sitting there watching – Deacon Hill and this Christmas hams scoring touchdowns. So give me the Hawkeyes. Uh, I think that a freshman quarterback making his first career start uh, against a defense that loves to confuse quarterbacks with pre-snap movement and lure you into interceptions. I think that's a, I think it's a bad spot for the Vols. Very tricky spot for the Vols. Uh, I'll take Iowa and I will take the points. We got one, two, three, four. The, there's a couple big games left. They're, they're games that happen on New Year's Day. They're games of great significance because they're going to decide the national championship. So coming up on the other side, we'll break them on down. Our angles, X factors, and best bets for Alabama, Michigan in the Rose Bowl and Texas, Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Next. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first Auto ship order. That's petmeds.com and promo code podcast. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast back here on the early edge sponsored powered by sportsline sponsored by betmgm uh we'll get things started 
5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time with the Rose Bowl, Alabama and Michigan. EC, Michigan, uh, kind of a machine. You know, there's not a lot of variance, you know, like so predictable that they ran the ball 30 times in a row in one of the biggest games in the year. If you were to take Alabama's 2023 season and like grade them by how good they were to Alabama standards, I mean, it's just all over the place. I mean, they they showed their best, they showed their worst, uh, but they had their best at the right time going up against the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC championship. So how do we take uh, the consistency of Michigan with the inconsistency of Alabama and apply it to our expectations for the Rose Bowl? All right, so here's the way I look at this game, Chip. Alabama's season changed on one play. Fourth and 31 against Auburn. The season is over if they lose that. You need a a miracle, and they got it. And then things change. They come out the next week with their hair on fire, and they beat Georgia. So we're not talking about the Alabama team that we saw for the first 11 weeks and 58 minutes. We're talking about a different different team, in my opinion. Jim Harbaugh, 0-6, straight up in his last six bowl games. I was at the Fiesta Bowl last year. I saw what they did against TCU. It was an absolute garbage defensive game plan. Nick Saban is the is the GOAT. He's There's no better coach in the history of college football than Nick Saban. And oh, by the way, he's won six straight college football playoff semis. How do you take Michigan here? I Who is Michigan played? Outside of Ohio State, we talked about Penn State earlier. They're not that good. Who has Michigan played? What have you seen? I saw UNLV last night. Was that one of Michigan's better wins? They stunk. They gave up 200. Kansas had 200 billion yards of penalties, and they still lost. Uh, Kansas still covered the spread against UNLV. Sorry, but Michigan hasn't played anybody. Alabama's battle-tested. I'm going with Alabama here. If I lose based on the numbers, I lose. Alabama 20, Michigan 17. Emery? I am. This is simply put boils down to who you trust more in a tight spot. Jalen Milrow or J.J. McPurdy, right? So I am taking Jalen Milrow because he has the ultimate X factor. At any point in time, he could take off and it'll be a house call. McCarthy, I think what happens to him has, and I think the reason why you saw a lot of people push back on J.J. McCarthy, I know it was split right down the middle. Some people's like he's a first-round pick, and some people's like let's, let's hold off a little bit. Because those people on that side of the fence where I stood just kind of still have that that TCU game in those two out routes to the far hash fresh in our minds. Like, man, when you get pressured and that ball comes out late and behind, it is going back the other way. We know the 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 uh, the way to stop Michigan is stop the run and make J.J. McCarthy beat you consistently throwing the football. Guess what Alabama is going to do? Despite not doing it great this year, they're going to stop Michigan's run because Michigan plays like how Alabama played when they just started that, that run, when they had the Eddie Lacy's and all those guys. They ran the ball, played good defense, and play action pass, timely shots downfield. This is going to be easier for them to stop. It's going to be a physical game. I may like the under here, but when you have a guy that's an explosive talent that handles the ball every play, I'm taking that guy 10 times out of 10. Let's uh... – <clears throat> Right there with you. I I am also on Alabama here. And I think about the um, lack of defensive backs on Michigan's schedule who have that put their hands on you like Alabama does. 
because Kool-Aid McKinstry, Terion Arnold, like Caleb Downs, you know, comes down and, and mainly making stops in the run, but he's just a center fielder guarding everything over the middle. I just think that these these Michigan wide receivers are going to have to work, and there's just not going to be any margin for error. I'm right there with you. I think that you see Alabama first and foremost make sure that they have the bodies to stop the run. But when it is time for JJ McCarthy to take aim, he doesn't play a lot of secondaries that have what Alabama has in terms of physicality and, and overall skill. And I think that is just this this Alabama defense is going to be the key and. I mean, you mentioned it. Um, one of these coaches has not only lost six straight bowl games, but also not covered in six straight bowl games, and that'd be Jim Harbaugh. And like you also mentioned, D.C., uh, college football playoff semifinals and any situation since arriving at Alabama when Nick Saban has a month to prepare, only one loss. All of those wins and only one loss. Uh, when That would be BCS National Championship games and college football playoff semifinals. I just think that Alabama is going to have uh, going to have Michigan's number. And you know what? If they don't, uh, sorry to go a little long here, but something happened in the SEC championship game. Remember Georgia just marched it right down their throats on the very first drive. And you know what Nick Saban said? He's like, all right, boys, we're just going to play cover two. Like, let's just, let's just let our players, you know, the guys I just mentioned, you know, and of course like Dallas Turner on the outside, Braswell up front, you know, like we're just going to turn our guys loose and let them go play. He trusts his players. I mean, there's just no overcoaching with the greatest of all time. Yeah, give me Saban. I also like the under uh, on that one as well. Then we go to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl, a game that doesn't have it. I am like, I am excited for this one um, because it doesn't have all the weight, right? This is a football game between two really, really good football teams. Like, we don't have the Saban and Harbaugh and, you know, like all this extra stuff. Like, let's just, let's let's kick it off and, and let's go see who can go make more plays. Quinn Ewers or Michael Penix Jr. Let's see who can go make more plays, you know, whether it is uh, the, the Texas wide receivers or whether it is the Washington wide receivers. What defense is going to show up? What offensive line is going to dominate? Are we going to see Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy bottle up this uh, this Washington ground game led by Dylan Johnson? Um, Emery, what's your what's your expectation here? How are you attacking what I think should be a very fun game in the Superdome uh, on Monday night? Yeah, I'm going right to where I've gone all show long, line of scrimmage, and that to me favors Texas. I feel like Texas has finally got it right on both sides of the ball. They look like the Texas of the uh, Colt McCoy era, the Vince Young era in terms of point of attack play. They're strong right in the battery, center guard, D-tackle, backer, safety. That's where they're going to – have control of this game. And again, Washington's defense, I need to know beforehand which Washington defense is going to show up because sometimes you may get the one that that's, is ready to go and stop people, or you might get the one that just got together that day on Saturday and lined up 11 and went out there and just hoped for the best. I think we'll see Texas be able to throw the ball deep against Washington, and we'll see them be able to collapse the pocket around Michael Penix, who's not the runner um, mm. that other quarterbacks are. And I think in this game versus that defensive Lines ability to, to smother, collapse the pocket around him, it'll make things very tough for Washington on a consistent basis. So I do like Texas. I'm laying a four. EC, what are you doing? All right. So Chip, we're 40 minutes into the show, and I have not rep I have not mentioned my alma mater, but oh, I did no, see no, it is, no, sorry, no. it's out the way. Listen, I saw Washington in person in Tucson on September 30th, and they beat Arizona. They won by a touchdown. 
and they really controlled the game. Michael Penix didn't have a touchdown. They had four rushing touchdowns. Washington was good. But if the Pac-12 had their old rules, in my opinion, Arizona beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. I have not been that impressed with the Huskies since midseason at most. The win over Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game was impressive. Remember, they should have lost the first time in Seattle. They're playing with house money. With that said, I think Texas is the better team. Plus, we have a revenge factor. Uh, from last year, Texas lost in this game to Washington in the Alamo Bowl, which, by the way, I'm picking my alma mater. You can check out that pick at Sports yeah, I had to get it in. Uh, last year, at Washington won this match at 27-20. Both of these offenses are legit, but let's not sleep on the defenses. Texas, fourth best in the nation against the run, giving up less than 81 yards rushing per game. So it's basically Michael Penix has to beat him, and that's that. It doesn't benefit in Texas uh, for Texas to engage in a shootout. It's been a great season for Washington. But I think it comes to an, uh, an end against a more well-rounded team who owns, by the way, the best victory over a team all season in college football that win in Tuscaloosa. Give me Texas 30, Washington 23, but I'm playing the under 63 and a half as my top play in this game. If we jump in a time machine and travel back maybe like, I don't know, five, six years, and I'll tell you that Steve Sarkeesian is the coach who was going to lead Texas to its first Big 12 title since 2009 and its best season since they were competing for national championships with Colt McCoy there, you wouldn't believe it. But Emory's right. It's at the line of scrimmage. He came out of that Alabama program, and he said, I know what a team needs to look like. If I'm going to lead Texas into the SEC, we have to have difference makers on both sides of the ball at the lines of scrimmage. That is where this game will be won. Um, I know that the, Texas is coming out of the Big 12, but to me, this, this is an SEC-type team in a big game where they're just going to rely on the line of scrimmage, and that's where Texas is going to be able to win this thing. I, I think that... Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's done an incredible job with this program recruiting. I thought in the Big 12 title game, he was in his bag with those first 15 plays, just coming out with like everything perfectly uh, scripted and ready to go. Him and Quinn Ewers on the same page. These are two incredible co co offensive coaches, too. You know, Kalen DeBoer, Steve Sarkeesian, you know, they, they're going to know each other's tendencies. It's going to be an amazing, amazing watch. But ultimately, Texas is the better team. They're better built along the lines of scrimmage. And while they had their own inconsistencies as well, uh, I am going to go hook them for the Sugar Bowl. All right, any, uh, any, any, final, any final last words here? EC, I'll let you go first. What's up? Before, well, we, before we hit the recap screen, any final words on the – Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. of course, Chip. We have the biggest bowl game that we – you know, I, I'm very angry with producer Jake that he did not include the biggest bowl game out of the 43 games that we have, the Alamo Bowl tomorrow night. It, this is a championship game, as a player on Arizona's defense described it. Arizona-Oklahoma, lay the two and a half, take the Wildcats, 34-27. There you go. Good luck to your uh, Tar Heels today. I like West Virginia. Take, you know, what can I say? You know, so Carolina fans sold sold me out. They don't even want me anymore. That's fine. Uh, Emery, Emery any, any final word, any expectations, what you're looking at uh, here over the next couple of days of bowl games? Just a big pic picture message to all the student athletes out there. Sometimes it's beneficial to be a big fish in a small pond and try to thrive where your feet are. You know, there's no downside into developing, learning, working your way through the process and ultimately coming out on top. That success will sustain itself more so than just popping around to different programs uh, all across. So small school guys, thrive in your area. Guys that are at the big level, kind of work your way through that adversity and come out on top in the end. 
Hey, and if uh, if you are you know in, in this category, uh, student athlete, let me just let me just say for you, if you don't mind, that the 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 hard work and the commitment that it takes to it, do what you're doing right now, Emery, to do what we're doing. You don't learn that bouncing around from place to place to place. You know, you, you got to have that commitment. It can be something you can carry with you uh, on into the rest of your life. Well, as always, well, first, let's check out the recap screen right here. <clears throat> Eric Cohen, EC, is on Ohio State minus three, Liberty, Oregon over 67 and a half, Alabama on the money line, and the Washington, Texas under 63 and a half. Emory says, Give me Eli Drinkwitz, the alpha nerd, and Missouri on the field. Moneyline win against Ohio State. I've got Ohio State minus three, Ole Miss, Penn State over 48 and a half, Georgia minus 19 and a half, Oregon minus 17, Iowa plus six and a half, Alabama plus one and a half, and Texas minus four. As always, whether it's college football, you know, whether it's picks from us or anyone else, you can find them. At its sports line, it's the best deal in sports betting, and it's not even close for Emory Hunt and Eric Cohen. I'm Chip Patterson. Y'all be well. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.